Welcome to this week's Energy Show. A rooftop solar is getting pretty popular. Some neighborhoods here in Silicon Valley, 10% of the homes or more have solar panels on the roof already. In the U.S., it's probably less than about half a percent of homes with solar, but that number is definitely going to go up. The reason why the penetration is still kind of on the low side is some people are waiting for battery storage. Some people want better aesthetics on their systems. Some people want a system that's more connected. They can use uh, some internet connectivity and control it. And some people live in apartments. And everyone wants solar to be cheaper. So the best opportunities in the coming years are for systems that solve these problems. And one of the people solving these economic, aesthetic, and, and performance problems is Christopher Estes, SoulPad's CEO and Chief Product Architect. Chris founded Sun Culture in 2012, the parent company, to solve some of these problems that are holding solar back from widespread adoption. So welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you. Good morning. All right. So, Chris, I saw the product introduction of SolPad. It was one of the best product introductions I've seen. Lots and lots of buzz, lots and lots of excitement. Tell us what SolPad is. Tell us about the products that you have now. Well, what I can tell you is what it's not, uh, First of all, it's not just another solar panel, and uh, it's definitely not just a solar battery, and it's not just an energy management system. It's actually all of these things all together in one, all in one, which, uh, well, of course, changes everything. It's kind of like um, comparing an old 80s PC uh, to like a, you know, a tablet computer now. You know, the old 80s PC, you know, everything had to be separate. Well, it was separate. So your hard drive was separate, your monitor, if you needed a webcam, you had to buy that, keyboard, mouse, etc. Now you've got everything all in one in a tablet. It's fully integrated. So what happens with integration, of course, is the price goes down and added value increases. And that added value and lower price it gets passed on to the consumer. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, as one who's still installing inverters and batteries and solar panels and mounting systems and monitoring and things like that, it dramatically reduces the installation costs and all the soft costs. If everything's kind of bundled in and you could just, you know, in an ideal world, just plug the thing in, that would be great. So is that what you're doing? That's what we're doing. It's pretty, right. pretty cool, eh? So we have a we have a demonstration unit here, so the, the the radio listeners can use their imagination and see what it is. But Chris, explain explain what it is that you brought into the studio. Okay, so draw us a picture. Right. So we actually have our rooftop products, and in the studio today we actually have one of our mobile products. Uh, it weighs only twenty five pounds. It does everything that our home version does, uh, but it can be used for the home, but also for anything you might need power for. Recreation use, developing world, emergency backup power, virtually any place you need power that you don't have power, you can just take it with you. So tell us about the performance specs of the unit, 25 pounds. How many, how many watts can it put out? How many watts can it collect? What's the, the lifespan of the battery? So our portable product has a 72-watt solar collector built in. It has a 550-watt-hour battery built in, and it has a what we call flex grid inverter, which is the same inverter technology we use for our Solpad Home rooftop products. And that inverter has 2 kilowatts peak power for 10 seconds, and it has 1 kilowatt continuous, and it's 96.5% efficient. So there's no cooling fans. So you can run it for like half an hour at 1,000 watts. That's right. 
And it's a lot of power. 1,000 watts is a lot of power. I mean, you know, LED light bulbs only like five or six watts, so you're, you're good for a while. You know, and initially we thought about having it uh, a lot lower power, but then you get into practical use and you might decide, well, I need to run some power tools. What if I need to run a circular saw? Mm-hmm. What if I need to start up uh, several things at once? And uh, this inverter that we have is, is incredibly robust. Uh, we've designed it to be uh, able to withstand uh, short circuit you could literally take a screwdriver and just short the uh, output, and it, it won't destroy it. It'll just protect itself. Well, you had a great demo with the, the blenders and circular saws and music and everything else at your product introduction. I was actually impressed with the circular saw, which we use all the time on our jobs. But was, I never saw a circular saw without any teeth on the blades. <laughs> I, I guess your, your people wanted to make sure that it was going to be safe, and you weren't going to lop off a finger in a demo. Uh, that, yeah, we didn't, we didn't want it, any fingers flying across the, the, the room. Yeah. So what's the timing for the introduction of this product? When when can people kind of look for this in stores? So we will be making an announcement during CES about pricing and uh, delivery dates. So we're excited about that. Oh, it's it's a, a really cool product. And, and, you know, getting it out sometime next year and then you, it's, it's going to be there. And I can just see people saying, I want one of these. I, I would take it camping. And it'd be perfect for camping. Just prop it up. You've got some sun, and you know, gather the power that way. Or, or um, and actually, we probably keep one on each of our trucks where we do solar installations because you never know when your your darn lithium batteries and your Dewalt drills kind of wear out, and you can just plug those things in. Because right now on a solar installation, everything's battery powered, but the batteries run out. So we run extension cords up to the roof. And this thing, you know, is, is it'd be a terrific addition to that. So what is your, like, ballpark? How much do you think this unit's going to cost? And by the way, I'm looking at it. It's 25 pounds, and it's about two feet wide, about three feet high. It's got this really cool bracket that's self-standing. And you can literally plug it into the wall and plug things into it. So that if you plug it into the wall, it powers things in the house. And you can plug almost any appliance into the thing because with, with 2,000 peak watts, that can run a blender or anything else. It's got a, a hard start motor. That's right. So what um, ballpark? Like are we talking about $1,000, 500 2000 Any idea yet? The, the pricing is going to be competitive with other products that are in the portable solar space but with much greater value. And, and and just much better aesthetics and usability. So one of the things that was really cool is it talks to you and it's connected to your smartphone. Tell me about the software that's built into this thing. So it's the same software, the, the Soul Control uh, Internet of Energy software platform that we developed for home automation and energy management. Uh, that same platform is included in the SoulPad Mobile. So for apartment dwellers... You can now automate your apartment if you if you'd like to. Uh, so you know perhaps you, you won't necessarily power your entire apartment, but you could power and offset specific things in your apartment. So perhaps you'd like to uh, charge up SoulPad while you're away at work during the day, and then you come home in the evening and you decide, well, I'd like to power my television and perhaps my lights, maybe my computer. Uh, all of those things can be powered by SoulPad Mobile without having to run extension cords through your apartment, without having to rewire your apartment. Uh, I just literally just plug the SoulPad mobile into an out, outdoor outlet and um, use our Soul Control plug, which here's one right here, actually. Yeah. Uh, so we, we, uh, we will be shipping uh, mid-2017 uh, SoulPad mobile and uh, uh, Soul Control plug here. And um, 
whatever you plug into this Soul Control um, smart plug is uh, then powered by SoulPad. And the way that works is the Soul Control uh, smart plug actually measures the power that's consumed by the appliance that's you know, plugged into it, sends a power request to the SoulPad, and then SoulPad delivers precisely that exact amount of power to offset that particular appliance. All right. That's really, really cool. And I'm just looking forward to buying one of these and starting to, to play around with it and you know, put it in my backyard and start using it. So, so Chris, tell us how people could use one or two of these things to, to keep their critical loads going in terms of in, in the event of an emergency. So if, heaven forbid there's another earthquake like there was in 89 here in the San Francisco Bay Area. So imagine if you are living in an apartment and there's an earthquake and the power goes out for, say, a week or more. You can't run a generator. You know, you're on a high-rise building. What are you, you going to do? But if you had uh, one or more SolPad Mobile devices uh, and you had a balcony, you could place it in your balcony and uh, they charge up. And now you can keep your food cold. You can run some lights. You can charge your phone, etc. Now you have an emergency backup generator that does not require gasoline. Yeah, and it's cool because normally any any batteries you have in the house, they're they're going to work for an hour or two or three, and then you got to charge them up again. But right. without power, you can't charge them. Exactly, exactly. And a lot of these emergency situations we've seen where there's very long lines trying to get you know, people are trying to get gasoline, and you have these incredibly long lines because a lot of the gas stations. They're not pumping gas because, well, there's no power to pump the gas. Yeah, yeah that happened in New Jersey. The, the, the blackouts, I remember, back there three or four years ago, is that they just couldn't pump the gas. <laughs> the, the, the gas stations had to get an emergency generator to run their system, and, and then they could pump. And then they ran out of gas. But So that's that's a great benefit, great innovation. And, and the fact that it's designed just to kind of prop up on a balcony or, or you know hang from some something on the wall, and you can plug things in, is terrific. And then it's also designed... So that you can define, based on where you have the sun controls, the soul controls, what you want to be powering. So you don't power the whole house. You just power you know, your, your TV and your entertainment system and your cell phone charger and maybe a couple lights. And you know, in our economy, that's enough to live by. Maybe the refrigerator. Yes, refrigerator. That's yeah. an important one. Yeah. In fact, right now I have uh, SoulPad Mobile at home powering the refrigerator and the Christmas tree lights. And it's on my balcony. Yeah, and it's it's independent. It's totally independent. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a very cool thing for people who yeah, and it's fifty percent of the people in the, in the country don't really have a roof that they can put solar on. So here's a way that they can start using it. But um, tell me about what your vision is for SolPad that would power a whole home with some rooftop panels. So the great thing about SolPad is that the fact that because it's fully integrated. It scales organically, which means instead of having to buy all at once a huge system, you could start with just a few, and then you can add as you can afford it. So the takeaway from this is that every time you add a solar pad, you're not only adding solar collection, but you're also adding power to your AC inverter, your total cumulative AC inverter, which can work with or without the grid, and you're also adding battery storage with each one. So, so initially, you say you might want to put say five or six of these on the roof, and it's okay for emergency power, and it's going to offset the the highest rate tiers that you have. And maybe you know a year or two down the road, you might say, "Hey, I want to power the whole house with this, and have enough power to to literally power the whole house." 
and wipe out your electric bill. So maybe you add another dozen panels on, and then and then you you pretty much can cut the cord with the grid, which is going to freak out the utilities. But that's the reality. You know, it's actually a benefit to the utilities in a lot of ways. You know, some of the problems with um, causing destabilization in the grid um, are eliminated now because instead of collecting as much energy as possible and constantly dumping everything that you're not using into the grid, um, now it's going into storage. And we only uh, push out from the inverters uh, enough power to power the loads that are requesting power. Mm-hmm. So it's a you know it's a demand response system on your on your roof. Yeah. It it what it does is is it allows consumers to really you know take control of their own energy use and and you know it definitely helps out the grid. The dilemma is that the utilities aren't really interested in investing in things behind the meter. They want to put in big storage systems, but this and, and charge a lot of money for it. This is a way for people to do it on their own independently. And there's no doubt in my mind that that's the way the, the business is going to evolve, just because it's going to be so cost effective to put these in. I agree. One of the things I've noticed is that even with all the solar installations that are for solar, even with all the solar farm installations that are happening and storage you know, on a utility scale installations that are happening, the electric bills still continue to go up. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 what's happened with with rooftop solar is the utilities put in a lot of central power stations. It's great. It helped us out with the drought. It helped us out with power failures, and it's also flattened out the curve. Now we actually have an excess of power in the middle of the day. The the as you pointed out, Chris, the electric bills didn't go down. They actually went up. So the only way for people really to reduce their own electric bill is to generate their own power. And the same thing is going to happen with storage. Utilities are motivated to put in storage so that they can flatten out the load, but they're going to rate base that, and that's going to make the rates go up. And homeowners and businesses are going to find out, hey, I can put in my own storage system. I can eliminate those demand charges, and I can save money that way. And it just, it just, it just occurred to me that a lot of the utilities around the country are starting to talk about consumer demand charges. This is the solution. Just plug the darn thing in. That's this right. is a solution to consumer demand charges. It's, it may be one of your first and best markets. That's right. That's exactly what we're targeting. All right. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a combination of solar and storage that really kind of makes this thing click. And then you have the software that, that you can use to control it. I would like to say something. All right. Of course. About, about the payback time okay. for solar. Interesting thing is the price of gas, whether it goes up or down, if you look at the payback time for a typical solar system, let's say it's it's uh, seven to eight years. Mm-hmm. Just, just throwing yeah. a number, number out. Let's say it's seven to eight years. Yep. But then if you look at the payback not based on your current electric bill, but on the payback for gasoline that you'd replace, if you used your current solar system for charging an electric vehicle – well, now it goes from seven to eight years payback to three years. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I think about it all the time. I you know go to the office and it's charge exciting. up my car as much as I can. I go home and charge up my car as much as I can, and I avoid those public charging stations because you know guess what? Even though electricity is ten or twenty or thirty cents at home, it's eleven cents at night if you charge. But I'm not on that rate, so I pay thirty. If you go to one of the public charging stations, it's eighty or ninety cents a kilowatt hour. It's more than gas. So you, you, people are really looking for a way to charge up with solar and, and charge up in a place that has storage so that they can charge faster. So if you have soap at home, you're charging up during the day. Let's say you're at the office. You're charging up during the day. You're, you have soul control managing uh, your energy usage at home so you're not wasting 
energy while you're not at home. You come home in the evening, you want to charge up your car, you could charge up your car from energy that you stored up from earlier in the day. Yeah, that's 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 the ideal, and you made something that's plug-and-play with the controls built in. And that's one of the things that kind of worries me the most about a lot of the battery storage systems that are out there right now is that it's it's not integrated with solar. It's not integrated with software as cleanly as what you guys have already done on your smartphone with uh, the sun con- soul control. Thank you. That's cool. So how did you start SolPad? How did you get this, the Sun Culture company started? Tell me a little bit about the history there. I've been obsessed with sustainability going back to childhood. And one of the things that really sort of was an aha moment was when my wife and I were visiting the Virgin Islands. And we were thinking about building a home there. And talking to locals, we found out that the electricity rates were just through the roof. People are paying, you know, unbelievable, you know, you've got this small place and let's say it's a small apartment there. People are paying, you know, about $1,000 a month for an electric bill. Yeah, because it's all diesel and you need a lot of air conditioning. Right. And it, and I didn't know at the time that it was all diesel. I was thinking, oh, there has to be solar here. There's so much sunlight. And then upon further study, I realized, wow, there's virtually no solar here at all. Um, so... Uh, so my wife and I started looking into solar as an option. And I tried to get her to, to look at this stuff with me. And, well, she said to me, I would rather poke my eyes out with sticks than look at this stuff. That's my wife. Yeah. yeah um, aesthetics are important. It, you know, it was about aesthetics, but it was also about how complicated everything is. Uh, I took her to a solar website that had you know, inverters, and, you know, panels, and actually at the time there were no batteries. That wasn't even an option. You couldn't even look at batteries other than lead acid batteries. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, again, it was sort of like your old PC. Remember those old catalogs you, we used to get, uh, PC Shopper or something, Computer yeah. Shopper magazine. Oh, yeah. It was like a big phone book, yeah, yeah. and you'd look at video cards and you know all this separate stuff, and you know build your own solar system, and. That was a big inspiration right there in itself. And uh, when I spoke to my wife about some of the ideas I had, she thought they were really great. But she said, look, she said, unless you can find a way to make this so that it's relevant to me as a young woman, I'm not interested. Yeah. So you got you to you get to those people because so it's that was half a challenge. the market. That was, that was the first challenge. And then the second challenge was a uh, business partner and friend you know, sort of said to me, hey, you're an inventor, uh, invent something. And I was like, okay. So building the uh, flex grid inverter technology, that was one of the most difficult things uh, in the software platform. Yeah, and that's all kind of hidden. I mean, people see the solar panel, they, they see the battery, but, but the, the smarts, the IP, the brains, the, the assets are really on the inside. And uh, that, that there's a lot of value for that. So how can, how can people get in touch with you? Is there a website that people can go to, and, and how can they keep track of your developments at Solpad? People can reach us at solpad.com, and the email is partners at solpad.com. Right, and it's solpad.com. Yes. All right, that's, that's cool. Well, that's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. 
Thanks, Chris, for filling us in on your SoulPad products. They're fascinating, and I'm looking forward to when they're going to become available. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. If you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcasts. 